You're listening to the Mountainside Kairos Podcast. Good morning, church. I had a buddy of mine's father um, who practiced patience in an interesting way. I've talked to you about this before, but I really don't like it. He would uh, stand in the longest line of the grocery store with his kids. This is just something that I just despise. I think of the crazy Costco lineups that go down the hallways, and I, I just can't stand the thought of lining up and doing that. And he would do that on purpose. But the reason he would do that is because he needed, in his mind, to practice uh, one of his shortcomings, which was being patient. And so he would do this so that he could get closer to Jesus. You know, this is something we are not used to in our culture. We're used to taking the easiest route instead of desiring to change our hearts so that we can follow Jesus all in in uh, some of the more difficult ways, but the more profitable ways. Let's turn on our Bibles to Luke chapter 14, and there's a passage that really deals with this. Jesus is actually going over the cost of being his disciple and kind of what that really means. Luke chapter 14. Let's take a look at verse 25. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, This person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he's able with 10,000 men to oppose one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. I mean, now this was harsh talk by Jesus. It seemed to contradict his other teachings. You know, love everyone. You know, take care of the poor. Love your brothers, yourself. You know, kumbaya, so to speak. But I think this way to show, I think he spoke this way to show us that we have a tendency to look after what we're interested in first. And he knew what our emotions uh, would be and what these words would draw out of us. You know, verse 26, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, like hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Now, he's putting things in the most extreme form pretty well to test us. Very similar to when he told Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. This is down the Old Testament you may want to read. But God really didn't want Abraham to sacrifice his kid. But he did want it to be made known to Abraham and to those around him, you know, who Abraham was supposed to be putting first. You know, would and will we accept God's extreme plan for our life?
that we hate everything in comparison to him? Will we let him put you know, all our relationships on notice if they come into competition with our relationship with God and with him? You know, by the way, this obviously includes, you know, ourselves. You know, will we be willing to be made a mockery of just for loving God? Will we be willing to be misunderstood and judged, you know, by other people for loving God? Our first response is to protect ourselves. You know, here's a description of Paul's life, and here's a fellow that put God first above all. Let's take a look in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 6. We'll take a look at verse 3. It says, We put no stumbling block in anyone's path. This is Paul describing his ministry, right? So that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance and troubles and hardships and distresses and beatings, imprisonments and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights and hunger and in purity and understanding, patience and kindness in the Holy Spirit and sincere love, in truthful speech, in the power of God with weapons of righteousness in the hand, in the right hand and in the left, through the glory and dishonor, the bad report and the good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and opened wide our hearts to you, we are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. As a fair exchange, as I speak to my children, open wide your hearts also. Just listen to this life that Paul is living. You know, what a crazy life, but how awesomely effective. You know, it's obvious that he just loves these people and that he's all in for them, but not because of them, but because of God, because he puts them first. You know, those who are willing to put everything on the line for you, you know, because they're all in for God, is really quite something that is extraordinary. The crazy part is that is if you put Jesus first, those that you love do better for it because you actually love them in a way that's unheard of. You know, it's better for your family that you hate them in comparison to Jesus because Jesus will ask you, to give all for them where you may not be willing if it was just up to you yourself. Just a thought for the day, folks. Mm -hmm.